Welcome to the Dave and Lisa podcast. Dave, we took a little break from doing our podcast, but we're back now. We had a special guest that we just, you know, couldn't say no to chatting to. Well, when uh, you got somebody like Rick Springfield. <laughs> Hello. I just dropped the name. Can you help me pick that up? Uh, No. You got to do it. So uh, okay. let's get after it. Absolutely. Here's Grammy winner, New York Times bestselling author and actor, Rick Springfield. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's going. We are celebrating the 40th year of working class dog. How does that feel? Uh, it's kind of scary, but rocks are older, you know. And when you compare them to rocks, 40 years is not that long. <laughs> well, it, it, it makes me kind of feel old because I, I can remember that. And uh, I was... I like to say, all, well, almost in my prime when that came out. <laughs> <laughs> Great time. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely got to be a cool feeling that um, people have been singing Jesse's Girl for 40 years. I mean, it, for 40 years, do you ever get tired of it? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I don't get tired of playing it because uh, the audience reaction is really, it's, it's hard to deny. And, and it's, uh, I love that energy and um, you know, I'm proud of having written the song and, that it has seems to have you know had some legs. Uh, every songwriter wants a song to last, like the Beatles had three hundred. But uh, you know we're all happy with uh, a couple. Well, it's got to be cool too, you know, to not not just uh, when it happens, but even forty years later to know that a piece of art that you came up with is is being on is on the lips of so many people out there in the crowd singing right along yeah it's pretty pretty trippy um it's been a couple of movies and and that that's helped it kind of stay in there um but it was a, it was a week well spent writing that i think so tell us about the film that you have coming out here uh, for valentine's day to celebrate 40 years it's called orchestrating my life and it's a uh, a, a film a film of the greatest hits with a, with an orchestra. I've been doing an orchestra show for a little while, and we wanted to film it, but I wanted it to have a, a point rather than just, you know, getting up and doing a bunch of hits with an orchestra. So um, I hooked up with the Santa Monica High uh, Orchestra. Yeah. I'm a big believer in, in, in keeping music in schools, and these guys are amazing. We had like 100 kids on stage uh, playing this concert, and they were all really, really good and and it was it could, could have been a you know could have been a mess. We had one shot at it, and it could have been a real mess. But they were amazing, and they did their homework. And uh, it was great to see that many kids with that firm a focus on on something, especially at that age. When you I know, saw you're kind of drifting all around. When I saw that uh, it was actually a high school orchestra, I thought to myself, "Oh my gosh, you know, what an opportunity!" Number one for the high school kids, but like you said. It could have gone either way. It could have been really awesome, or it could have been like herding cats. I, I have, I've got <laughs> yeah, two high school. Yeah, exactly. I've got two high school daughters, and I can't imagine it, how how a hundred of them in one spot would be. They were very disciplined, and and that's what's great about music is you have a focus. You have a hard focus like that. Um, I was saying, you know, the hundred kids could have had uh, could have a musical career of some kind, arranging or writing or or whatever soundtrack. Um, but you know, you, you, you're not going to get a hundred math geniuses out of the math class. So, you know, don't, don't kick music out of school for kick sure. Math out. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would go along with that. Uh, especially with both times I took algebra, I would, I would, I would. Vote oh my that. God. That, 
That kicked me out of high school. As soon as we did algebra, I said, I am out of here. It, it's probably responsible for your music career. There you go. If it hadn't been for algebra, you would not be the Rick Springfield. That's right. I'm still Alge- waiting. Algebra killed my uh, my high school career dead right there, so I had had to go some other route. I'm still waiting to see how failing algebra benefits me, but I, I'm sure that one day, one day I'm going to see. Is that well, There's Rick, an upside to everything. Um, we hear that you have a sequel out to the Magnificent Vibration called World on Fire. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's, uh, it came out yesterday. It's on Audible, and uh, uh, which is a downloadable site. The big uh, it's a big site for for audio books, and uh, and I narrate this the story myself. And uh, it's about six years in the making, and it's it's a sequel to Magnificent Vibration that was my first novel, uh, which I wrote in about six months, and then this took six years. <laughs> and it, I started it, and it's about, uh, you know, the end of the world and the pandemic and uh, aliens and God, and, and it's very dark humor and uh, a lot of humor in it. To finish it in a lockdown, you know, in a real lockdown was, was pretty bizarre. So you're like a, uh, some sort of a prophet, I think, because you wrote about all this before all this that we're going through right now even happened. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty much finished before the lockdown. I just was editing it during the lockdown. But yeah, it was was weird to go through that, uh, right, you know, fi- uh, editing something that I'd written before it happened. But it was I got a lot right, and uh, for sure. And um, like the slow, you know, how long it slow it took to people to kind of really get it, and and uh, it's a very different kind of plague in in the book. It's a uh, it's a very um, novel-esque kind of uh, idea but it, it it's it suits the the, the process of the, of the story i guess is the best way to say it well pandemic is a pandemic so i still <laughs> think you're a prophet and i before we get out of here i need to get some lottery numbers from you <laughs> 3 25 18 9 and 7 all right, write them down. Uh, three, right 25, <laughs> 18, 9, and 7. Now, Rick, with this being yeah. on Audible, are you actually doing the narrating of the story? Yeah, so I did it at my studio here. I've been doing a lot of, you know, with the lockdown, I have a studio in my house, and it was, uh, I've been in there a lot. I've done uh, two albums that will be coming out uh, um, pretty soon, and um, and this, and did this one. This takes, takes about a week and a half to narrate uh, a book, so it was... Um, what a good process. That's awesome. Well, everybody can go and get the book right now at audible.com slash worldonfire. Now, Rick, if they want to uh, keep up with you, find out how to get this movie and everything, how can they do that? Uh, rickspringfield.com has all your info and uh, any, of the, any of the social platforms that I'm on have uh, the same thing. Excellent. Well, uh, hey, we, we so much appreciate you calling today. And I've got it down three twenty five eighteen nine to twenty seven. So I, I can't wait right, to I'll split it with you. I, I wish I, I wish we'd have done this interview last week where we could have been you know going for a billion I bucks. Know. It would have been a lot better. Billion dollars, yeah, right. But hey, right. I'll settle for a million. <laughs> hey, Rick, thank you so much for calling, and good luck in all your uh, future endeavors, man. Uh, and good luck in your uh, lottery numbers. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> counting on you, man. I'm counting on you. Thanks, Rick. Take care. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thank you, Bye-bye. guys.